Welcome to the Messy Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Morris, life coach and musician, and I help creative folks like you live intuitive, intentional lives so you can focus on what you really came here to do, make art and change the world. Let's go. Hey friend, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so thrilled that you're here. I'm thrilled to continue this conversation that we started last week about getting paid for your art. Last week we talked about passion, purpose, and profit, and really thinking about do I want to make money from my art or do I want to make money and make art? Like kind of separating out the lifestyle that you really want. And today we're going to talk about marketing and selling. So if you've decided, yeah, I want to sell my art, I want to make money from my art, that's what we're going to deal with today. So even if you're like, I hate marketing, I hate selling, I hate capitalism, I don't want to do any of this, my hope is that my perspective on marketing and selling will invite you in so that you can sell your art and make money from it. Because if you say, I want to make money from my art, then you got to do the things to make the money from the art. So you have to find a way to want to do that, right? Okay. Real quick, I'll just update you because last week I recorded, I think right before I got my vaccine shot, my first one, and I just wanted to let you know how it went. Uh, It was a really quick process and the shot itself did not feel great, but it kind of dissipated after a little while. And then my arm was definitely sore for a few days and I was definitely pretty tired. I napped a lot, which is not normal for me. But aside from that, I really did feel okay. Um, And I feel really, really lucky. I feel lucky to have the opportunity to get this shot. I have my second one scheduled and I feel lucky that I did not have a really strong reaction. Um, I hear that the second shot is worse, so I'll let you know when that happens. Uh, But I was a little nervous because when I've had the flu vaccine, it knocks me out. Like, I get flu symptoms for a couple days. I did this last year. So I was a little nervous. It went okay. I got a smoothie afterwards. It, I just, I just feel so lucky. I feel so, so lucky. I feel hopeful that this is a turning point, at least in some way. I mean, who knows what the future holds, but I'm going to hold on to that hope and keep being diligent and, you know, aware and safe and thinking about the collective and not just my own safety, but how can I be safe for others? And I hope that you'll join me in that. So that's where I'm at with that. Uh, Last weekend, it was really sunny and nice and I fell asleep outside and my dog Domino woke me up by licking me on the mouth, which was alarming. Uh, Real sweet. He's a real sweet. (laughs) Um, It was really nice last weekend, and now we're back to Pacific Northwest gloominess, and it is raining, and I'm in my house robe, and I took a bath this week, which is really nice when it's gloomy and not so much in the summer months. So that's my life update, and now let's talk about something that I truly enjoy. I really do enjoy marketing because of how I think about it. And I don't think negatively about marketing and selling. And I hope that the way that I think about it, at least you pick up something from it that makes it more inviting for you as well. 
Because like I said, if you want to make money from your art, you have to sell your art. So you have to find a way to do that. And I think it's just a better experience when you enjoy doing that. So finding the way to enjoy it. And I think for most of us, the reason that we don't or that we hesitate to do it is because of bad buying experiences that we've had. And so we don't want to be that person. We don't want to be salesy. We don't want to be manipulative. We don't want to like tell people too much about what we're doing and really annoy them, which I'll dispel that in just a moment. But I think most of our fears are coming from that, like bad experiences that we've had and not wanting to do that. So what I first want to offer before I tell you what I think marketing and selling is, is that whatever you, like whatever bad experiences you've had in the past and however that made you feel and whatever that person was doing, I want you to really identify what happened. Like what were the things that that person did? What did they say? How did you feel? How was the, like, what happened in the experience that made it feel bad or salesy or manipulative or, like, whatever? Really get clear on what the specifics of that are. And then that is your don't do this list. And and then you just avoid those things. And then the flip side of that, to because that, you know, avoiding things is helpful, but it's also like, so what do I do? Is think about things you love buying or just really good buying experiences that you've had. So if you're listening to this, you probably enjoy art. If, I mean, if you want to make or sell your art, then you like making it. And I can just reasonably assume that you also in the past have bought some art or music or whatever. And you can think like, what were some good experiences that I had that I was just like so stoked to get this album or to buy this painting or this piece of clothing And do the same thing. What were all of the things that went into that experience? What did the person do? What did they say? How did it feel? What was the experience like? And that can be at least a part of your to-do list for marketing. And then to think about it a little bit deeper, because you want to have some sort of consistent marketing plan, which I think is also what gets a lot of people tripped up on enjoying marketing and selling is feeling like they have to be doing, they have to be doing something and they have to be doing it in this really specific interval, which I don't think is true. I think you just get to decide how you want to do it, but you can think like, how did I find out about this thing that I bought? What were all of the things that had to happen? Even if you don't know, like, let's say you found out about this new band. How did you find out about them? Did a friend tell you? Was it an Instagram ad? Did a friend share it on Instagram? Did you see it on YouTube? Did you find out about it in a Facebook group? Were you at a show and that's how you found out? Like, think of all the different ways that you have found out about things that you purchased and which of those sounds like you might enjoy it, or if you can't think of anything you would enjoy, you might not hate. (laughs) I think there's probably something that you enjoy, and we're going to go into that, but just think about that. Like, what are all of the things that go into me finding out about the things that I'm buying? That's the marketing part, and then the selling part is like the buying experience. Now, the way that I define marketing and selling in general, because 
the marketing is kind of like the visibility part of it, like getting in front of people. And I think sometimes we think of that as like, you know, billboards or magazine ads, like old school sort of marketing. But part of that too is talking to your friends. And now we know a lot of it is social media. And I think a lot of people have a lot of thoughts and feelings about social media. I use mostly just Instagram and I love it. And I just don't have any issues with it. Like, yes, I probably use it quote unquote too much or I can get caught in the scroll for sure. But I can also shut it off and like put my phone in another room and not need it. And I like being on there and connecting with people, especially during the last year when we're not connecting in person. It's been a really great way to stay connected with people, to stay up to date with them, to learn about new bands, to learn about new art. I mean, I've been exposed to more art in the last year than I have probably my entire life. So when you think about that, I've bought more art in the last year than I probably bought in my entire life. Like you think about that and all of your worries about marketing and selling. I bet that's true for a lot of people that this has been a time where we're all like, I want more art in my life. I want to create art. I want to be surrounded by it. And it's just so available that people do really want it. Are there people that don't want to buy things or can't or don't want to be sold to? Sure. But why would you ever think about those people when you're thinking about marketing and selling? They're not the ones who want to be sold to. So don't consider them when you're thinking about who you're selling to. Think about the people who are so stoked like you are when you hear about a band that you like putting out a new album. It's like you don't even think about it as marketing and selling. You think about it like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get this album. But that's what they're doing. They're selling it to you. It's just that it feels genuine because it is. And here's why. is because how I think about marketing and selling is that it is an invitation to a new experience through an equal and consensual exchange of energy or money. So, I'll say that again. An invitation to a new experience through an equal and consensual exchange of energy or money. So it's not always something that you're selling for money. Sometimes you're just like, hey, I have this thing. Do you want it? And someone says, yes, thank you so much. And that thank you was all that you needed. That was the equal exchange. You wanted to give someone something and now they have it and they said thank you and that's enough. And what we're focusing on today, obviously, is you saying, hey, I have this thing that I made. It costs this amount of dollars. Do you want it? And someone says, yes, I do. Here's X amount of dollars. Thank you so much. It's an invitation to a new experience through an equal and consensual exchange of energy or money. And I guess I should say that that is good marketing and selling. And I don't love the words good and bad, but like just to clarify that when you have a when you're thinking about your the bad buying experiences that you've had, there's some breakdown in the definition that I just gave. Usually it has something to do with it being either an invitation and someone is no longer making an invitation, they're making some sort of demand or something like that, or it feels like a demand. Um, and a lot of times bad marketing and selling is taking away the the part of consent of they're, they're manipulating you or you don't feel like you have a choice in the matter. 
um, you know, it's like, it's like when you go to the mall and someone just starts putting product on your hair and you're like, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't want that. Like, you don't want to buy from them at all because that experience was not consensual. So you want consent and you want it to be an invitation. And when you're thinking about it being an invitation and you are thinking about these good buying experiences that you have, it, it's that sort of thing of like inviting a friend to your party of like, I hope you can come. It's going to be so fun. But if you can't, I understand. It's that same energy. That's what you want to bring in to marketing and selling. It's having no attachment to someone buying or not. And if you do, if you have, if you feel like you need the sale, it's likely that you're relying on that sale to pay your bills or you know, to deal with your finances, whatever. If you are needing someone to buy from you, then you have to find another way to support yourself while you build up your marketing and selling and your art business or whatever the thing is that you're working on. Like having the attachment, again, it kind of takes away it being an invitation. It's like, do you want it? I really, really need you to want it. Could you want it? What if you did want it? <laughs> that's not an energy that people really want. And even if you don't say it that way, if that's how you're feeling, it will come across to the person. It is very hard to sell when you are attached to someone buying. So you have to find a place of sufficiency where you don't need them to buy. It just simply would be the best option for both of you. Like it would just be great if they did, not only because yeah, like then you made the sale and that's great. And that's like the goal of selling is to make the sale, but also because it'll be a really great experience for them. And if it's completely their idea, meaning you made the invitation, like they need to know that it's available, but their decision to buy is completely on them and has nothing to do with you needing them to make a certain choice, then it will be much easier. It'll be good for them too. Cause they're like, oh yeah, I totally want this. Like you think about, again, like buying an album from your favorite band, they make the invitation and you're just like, yeah, for sure. This serves both of us. I want to give you my money, right? That's the energy that you really want to come to marketing and selling with. So you want to think of it as an invitation. And again, it's a new experience. So this is the other really big part of it is that you find and choose confidence in the thing that you are selling. That alone will really shift a lot of things. Like finding sufficiency and not being attached to the sale and then having the confidence in what you are selling and really standing behind it, those two things will make it very easy to sell. Because then you're just like, I'm just telling you about a thing that's available that I love, that you probably will love too. Completely up to you. Hope that you take the offer because I think it'll be great. But if you don't, okay. I think you should only from the space of it's so good. I love it so much, but not because you should and you need to. It's a very nuanced uh, distinction, but a really important one. So I think a lot of times this is what trips a lot of us up aside from not wanting to, you know, be one of those manipulative salesperson, sales, sales people. <laughs> and I'll tell a really quick story that 
this last year, I decided to uh, put out a song to raise money for mutual aid in my area. And I wrote this song and I liked it, but I kind of was rushing it because I had a deadline and I just hadn't quite nailed playing the song yet. Like I wasn't, it just wasn't flowing. So when I sat down to record it, I just, it was gnarly. It was a really tough time. I, I just, it was a struggle. I did not enjoy it at all. I didn't like how it came out at a certain point. I was just like, I need to be done with this. So I just hit it and I, or hit, you know, record and the stop button. <laughs> My goodness, y'all. Uh, and so I, I put it out and I told people about it. So I did the thing, but I, one, was super attached. I was like, here, I had a goal. I think it was $150. I wanted to raise $150. And I was really attached to that. And I also didn't really like what I did. So I was like feigning confidence. And I know sometimes people say fake it till you make it. And there's like a level of that. But the part about it that you need to understand is that you have to also be willing to believe that it is good. Like maybe you don't yet, but you're willing to. And I was not. I was like, this just isn't that good. (laughs) And I'm not willing to believe anything different. So I didn't really like it, but I was faking it. And I was really attached to selling it because I wanted to meet my goal and give back. Like, you know, it it was, I would say like a nice goal. Like I was going to give the money to mutual aid, but I was still attached to making it. And I sold one copy for, I think, two or three weeks. And it was a, it was going to be a four week um, period of time where I was selling it. And not only was I not gracious for that one sale because I was so attached to the larger goal, but it was really hard to sell. And I really wasn't telling a lot of people about it because I was kind of embarrassed. And then in the final week, I wrote a new song that I liked and I was a little bit more proficient at playing. And I decided to record it and add it to that other song and sell the two together. I think it was, I did it for the same price. So just like was an extra song I gave the extra song to the one person who had purchased. So, you know, they got it as well. But I felt much better about this new song. And so I ended up, and I also said, like, I did some self-coaching. I got coached from my coaches to get to a place of sufficiency where it was like, even if I only make that one sale, I've done something good. Like, I've put my effort out into the world. I did something that I'm proud of. I wrote this new song that I'm, that I really like, and I can stand behind. So no matter what, even if I don't make another sale, what I am going to do is everything I can do to get to that goal, which is tell people about it, make the invitation for a new experience for an equal exchange, equal and consensual exchange of energy or money. So that's what I did. I told people about it all the time. The last day that it was on, that it was going to be up for sale, like for the mutual aid benefit, I posted every single time I made a sale and let people know how close I was to the goal. So I made it fun. I got people involved and I made, I think 90% of my sales in the last two days. And again, I recorded that last song in the last week and I hit my goal, but it wasn't until I found sufficiency And I wasn't attached to the sale. And then I needed to find a way to be confident. Now, I could have 
worked on my confidence about around the song that I had already written, I just ended up writing another song that I really liked. And I was like, okay, well, I feel good about this one. So I can feel fine about the other song. So I think it's totally fine if, you, you know, we feel differently about our art as time goes on. And I think that's totally fine. You either have to decide to love the thing that you're selling or you have to create something that you do love to sell. To sell. So it just kind of depends on how you're feeling about it, how you want to feel about it, what you want to sell. But that's how I did it, is I found my confidence and sufficiency. Those are the two really big things. I didn't need anything from anybody. I still held my goal. So you're kind of holding, uh, what is the word? Uh, you know, conflicting views at the same time. Like, I don't need anything from anyone, but I do have this goal that does require other people to take action. So it's a little confusing, but it's like, you just find the sufficiency and you hold the belief that it's going to happen and that you don't need to know who it is, how it happens, when it happens. You just know it's going to happen and you take action as if it is so. That's what I do for marketing and selling is I am you know, when I'm thinking about coaching, I'm so confident in my skills as a coach. I have no problem telling people about it all of the time because I think it will enhance everybody's life. And I want them to know that it's available for them. I don't need them to buy from me. I just think that it would be a great idea. And I don't want them to miss out on that because I didn't invite them, but it's completely up to them. It's up to you. If you want to work with me, you must consent to it. I don't ever want anyone to hire me because they feel like they should from my energy. I want you to hire me because you want to hire me. I want you to buy my music because you want to listen to it. Or you just want to support me. A lot of people are going to buy art and music because they want to support the artist or musician. And I think that's totally fine. I don't need anyone to even enjoy my art. I hope that they do because I don't want them to, you know, I don't hope that they don't enjoy it but I don't need them to. Their experience of my art, my music, is none of my business. I make it with joy, like for myself, and that I hope that that translates to the people listening, but it's really none of my business. If they want to tell me, that's just the cherry on top. Like when people tell me they enjoy what I write, that just means so much, but not because I need it, because it just feels good. It's like our energies are on the same wavelength is what it feels like for me. So I hope that that makes sense. And when you're thinking about, I think kind of the final thing I want to say, when you're thinking about how you are going to market and sell and, you know, like, where do I do it? What sort of marketing plan do I want? What sort of strategy do I need? I think the best place to start and what I have found the most success with is where are you already talking to people? Where are you already meeting new people? And this can happen online, obviously, because that's what we're doing right now. And how can you start telling people about what it is that you're marketing and selling? You just add that into the conversation when it makes sense. And that might be like, hey, what have you been up to? Oh, I've been writing a lot. Like, I just wrote this new album. Oh, cool. Like, can I check it out? Yeah, here's the link. It can be that simple. Sharing it on your stories, if you're on Instagram, sharing it on your feed. 
And one thing to be really mindful of is, you know, we use the algorithm as an excuse of like, I hate the algorithm. It's, it's against me, all of these things. I just don't, even if that's true, I don't find it useful to be thinking about because what are you going to do? Like, what can you do about it? The algorithm, algorithm is the algorithm. And I just think about that just means that I can talk about what I'm selling all of the time because the likelihood of someone seeing this one particular post is kind of low. So I'm just going to post about it all of the time so that it's inevitable that the invitation will be made to the person who needs to hear it. So I just think about that to my advantage and to the advantage of the people who are interacting with me. Like, you really can't sell too much you know, because you think about the people, like, I think about bands that I love, they could talk about their album every single day. And I'd be like, yeah, either I've already bought it because of course, or what am I doing? Why am I waiting? Of course I'm going to buy it now. Like I never see a band that I love and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're talking about their album again. I'm like, no, I'm excited. I love that they're creating. I want them to be successful. I want them to make money, make a living, making art. That's what people want for you too. You have to choose to believe that. People want you to succeed. You deserve to succeed. Think about it this way. When you succeed making money from your art, you are becoming an example for the people around you. And that means that they then can say, well, maybe I could do that too. What if we all believed that and we all made money from our art? Like, that's my dream. Not only as a musician, but as a coach. Like, that's what I want for my clients, for my peers, for me, for everyone in my life. I want everybody to be making money in the way that lights them up. Or at the very least, make money in a way that supports them doing the things that light them up, like I talked about in last week's episode. And there's no right or wrong way. You just find the way that works for you. That is what I help my clients with. So if any of the things in these past two episodes have been like, I just don't know how to do that. I really would like to make money from my art or at least find a way to make money and make art and really have it be an integral part of my life. Part of it is really optimizing your schedule and finding a schedule that you really love. And part of it is getting out of your own way in terms of marketing and selling. And I help people with all of those things getting the things done that they need to get done and feeling really good about how you are marketing and selling, choosing the way that you really want to. You don't have to be on every platform. You don't have to learn every marketing technique. All you need to do is talk to people, tell them what is for sale. Like what is the new experience that you're inviting them into? You're just inviting people all of the time. And that can look like talking to your friends and then your friends tell other friends. That can look like going to an event when either online or when things open up and meeting new people and telling them first before you say, oh, I bartend here, saying, I'm a musician. Say that the identity that you want to be your main identity before the thing that is not your priority. If being a bartender is your priority, absolutely say that. Like, that is also a creative craft. But I'm just saying if you are a musician and you also bartend, but you really like what you want to be doing is playing music, then introduce yourself as that when you're meeting people. Open up that invitation. It is possible. And you can think about like 
you're probably already marketing and selling for other people. If you've told someone about a band you really like, a show you really like, a book you read that you loved, you're marketing for them. What is different about that than how you feel about your own art? My guess is your confidence in your own art. So that's where your work is. Choosing, and I have an episode on this, choosing confidence, choose confidence in what you are creating And it'll make it really easy to feel the same way that you do about selling a friend's album, like telling someone about your friend's album. Hey, have you heard the new XYZ album? You should totally check it out. You could feel that way about your own work if you choose, if you want to choose that, if you truly want to make money from your art. And think too about the joy that you get when you buy, engage with, interact with art, music, whatever kind of art that you're thinking of. Like, I love buying art. I love buying new albums and listening to them. I love buying vinyl and listening to that and like having to be this whole experience. I love buying merch from bands. And every time I put on this shirt, I'm just like, I love this band. This is so fun. I love purchasing, you know, visual art and putting it up on my walls. That is how people feel about your work. Don't worry about the people that don't feel that way. Why would you ever consider them when you're thinking about selling? Because if you're considering them, you're not selling to the people who are actually stoked on your work. So just those people can exist. They can be in your life. They can even be your friends. But when you're thinking about marketing and selling, that's not who you're talking to. You're talking to the person who's like, I literally can't wait for this to show up in the mail. I am so stoked. That's who you're talking to. Whether you know who that person is or not, you really don't need to. It's probably better that you don't have a specific person in mind because, again, that'll kind of be an attachment. But you just have this kind of ethereal idea of someone who's so stoked to get your work, and that's who you're talking to when you're marketing and selling. Whether it's the direct person in front of you or not, that's kind of the idea in your head of who you're talking to. So... I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you are feeling a little differently about marketing and selling. Remember, it's just an invitation. It should be consensual. It's an equal exchange agreed upon by both of you for a new experience. And you are creating that experience. That's what you're selling. It can be really simple. It can be things that you're already doing. You're just adding this invitation into your conversations. That's it. That's literally it. It does not need to be more complicated. You can make it more complicated. It's fine, but you don't need to. Okay. Get out there and sell your art today. Whatever comes up when I say that, like whatever hesitation you have, work through that or hire me and we will work through it together so that you can get out there, sell your art and do the thing that you actually want to do. It is available for you. There are people doing it. Why not you? I think you deserve it. Okay. I will see you next week. Bye. If this podcast inspired you, the next best step is to book a call with me. The link is in the show notes and together we'll have you creating more art and more change. You are magic. Let's show the world. Talk soon.